We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day. Three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pack a Day Podcast. It is another beautiful Saturday. Well, at least it's beautiful where I sit along with my co-host. I am Jason Perrone, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report. Paul Brettel would normally be joining us, but he is away on baby duty. So it will just be Mark and I. Mark, congratulations to, to Paul and his wife on their. This is their first. It is their first. Congratulations! If you're, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Paul's listening, unless the baby's crying. Probably, <laughs> probably, probably to both. Yeah. Uh, I know that he's been adjusting to everything. So yeah, big cheers to uh, Paul Brettel. So hopefully he'll be back with us again soon. But Mark, we got a fun topic today. So our co-hosts of late this past week have been breaking down a couple of the the top prospects in this year's NFL draft two at a time, and you and I have drawn two guys that actually we both find intriguing to at least study and look at, and that would be linebackers Kenneth Murray and Patrick Queen. Okay. <laughs> now, we, we know how we feel about these guys, so how do you want to start this? Well, let me, uh, let, yeah. all right, let me start by telling you how much I, I, I like Murray. Okay. How about we do? All right? I, I mean, I think, again, I'm not telling you Murray's going to be the next uh, Ray Lewis. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's in that category like that, but I I think he's ideal for what the Packers need. And that's a linebacker who can run. Um, I mean, the, for, I can't remember the last time the Packers had an inside linebacker that could actually, like, you know, take on backs. 
out of the backfield and, you know, cover well and run and make plays. Um, you know, I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, certainly wasn't A.J. Hawk, and it wasn't – I mean, Hawk, Hawk wasn't as bad as people made him out to be, but he, because he was a fifth pick, he was supposed to, supposed to be so much better. Um, Blake Martinez didn't certainly wasn't you know for a fourth again for a fourth round pick Blake Martinez did did fine but he wasn't a playmaker by any means I, I think Murray can can be a playmaker um, the game where I was I mean I kind of for some reason I saw a lot of Oklahoma this year I don't know why that was but I did um, and the game that impressed me with him was when it was their worst game of the year when they got blown out by LSU in the in the in the, the final four he was the only guy on that defense that was even playing that I mean. It, they're getting killed. They're not. They're not doing anything. And he's still running around trying to make plays and do. You know, I was like, wow, all right, this guy. This guy gets it. I mean, he, this guy's good. That was so, the okay. So so let's talk about that game for a second because you had both of those both of those play both the players that we're talking about today were on opposite sides of the of the ball or not on opposite sides of the ball but opposite sidelines. Right? They don't go up against each other, but they had for those that care about performances in big games, and that would obviously qualify as a big game. They had a virtually equal day on the stat sheet. So they each had one tackle for loss, and they had, I think, seven total tackles. It was literally a carbon copy of each other, but, you know, a different result on either side because there's offense and other stuff going on there too. But So the where you and I differ, though, is that I like Murray. You know, I like Murray as a, as a linebacker, and I would, not at all hate, I would not at all hate having him in Green Bay. I know you are not high at all on Patrick Quinn. Well, I'm not. It's not me personally. I mean, I trust the guys I talk to sometimes, and that's and that's this um, one guy in, in particular who I've been using for my Packer re- report stories, um, a personnel guy for for a team, and he's been around a long time. He's been very very good um, helping me with drafts for the last twenty some years, and he doesn't like Quinn. So if he doesn't like him, I don't like him. Okay. And I asked him why. I mean, I, as a matter of fact, last night I I I, I texted him and said, hey, listen, I'm doing a podcast and I got to talk about Patrick Queen, and I know you don't like him. Why don't you like him? And he said he's too small, and he plays small. He says he get, he, he's easy, he's easily blocked. He needs to be free to make to make tackles, and he misses a lot of tackles. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't like guys that miss like – Packers have enough missed tackles. Yeah. They don't need to have missed tackles. So let's let's go back for a second there, just because I want to get your opinion on this, because I, and I think I know the answer because you, 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 you mentioned it already. My first question, performance in a big game. Does right. that does that matter more to you? I mean, the fact that Murray's busting his butt in a big game like that and played like that in a big game does that ha- does that add any weight to you? To me, to me personally, yes. I don't know about scouts and general managers, but I to me, yeah, and not just linebacker, any, any position. I, you know, like let's take a kid from Wisconsin. Let's say let's just use a, you know Jonathan Taylor, and I don't even know what his stats are, but um, if all his yards came against you know Northwestern and. Uh, uh, Rutgers, Purdue, <laughs> Purdue. Yeah, if, if he had 260 yards in each of those three games, and then and then when he played Ohio State, he gained 27 yards. Oh, and I'm not. Maybe he's not that good. Now, turn it around. If he gets, you know, he gets whatever whatever he gets against the bad team, but then you know plays Ohio State and runs for 100 yards. Okay, this guy's all right. I, yeah, I'm I'm big on that. I'm big on and same way in the pros. I mean, same way when a guy gets the NFL. Guys, I love guys that play well in the playoffs and in, in games that mean you know a clinching game during the year or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. That's one of my top priorities when I when I say if a player is good or bad is how do they play in big games. There's guys in every single sport every season that make a ton of money for themselves because they have a really good 
postseason, even if they're, they've been average or up to that point in their career, they haven't done a whole lot, right? So that's not uncommon. Well, the, all-timer, the all-timer, the recent all-timer is Nick Foles. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's a, Nick Foles isn't even good in the regular season. I mean, he's like he's a, a good backup, but he had that playoff run for the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl and then came back the next year and did pretty well. You know, got him to the playoffs and then didn't play terrible. I mean, beat the Bears. Anytime anybody beats the Bears, we have to like, right? Well, now he is a Bear. And now he is a Bear, right? I, 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 I joked with people that if um, all the Bears have to do is sign that Corey Clement and they could run that Philly special every every down. They have Foles and, and, and uh, Trey Burton. If they keep Burton, yeah. What do what do uh, Nick Foles and Patriots fans have in common? They, they both sleep through the regular season and wake up when it's time for the playoffs. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I agree. I think performance in a big game is important. Now, what about also, and we'll get to the breakdown of each player here, but what? let's just get this out of the way, too, because there's a lot of, you know, some of these things that cloud um, judgment on players at times. How are, how do you feel then? You talked a little bit about the level of competition. So you've got the, the Big 12 versus the SEC, Murray in the Big 12, Queen in the SEC. Does that play any any part in your analysis of these guys yeah it does and i'm and it, it goes against what i'm saying because i like mary better than queen i, I think the, and i live in the south now so i'm a i've become a little biased but um i think yes the sec is it's the best conference in the country bar none it's 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 so good um so yeah i i i always say i used to joke with it when i was covering the eagles all the time and then like doing draft stuff when i would talk to like a bunch of scouts and stuff i would tell them listen just draft, just take, just. I wouldn't even look at anything but but the SEC. You can just draft everybody. Don't even look at. You know, why waste your time going out west or going up north? Just go to Alabama, LSU, Georgia, Auburn, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi. You know, you can just just go there. Yeah, and don't don't leave out that trip to Arizona State. All right, all right. We can maybe go out there just for the sun. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, yeah, I think SEC. It's, and the, and look at it. Every, I mean, there's a. I've been doing stories for this site called Betters in, in, Insider, and it's just like how to bet on the draft. And they have a, one of the bets that you can make is like how many players get draft over under on on conferences, right? Okay. And like the ACC was like the over under was like four or three and a half. Um, the Big Twelve was like five and a half. The Big Ten was like five and a half. The SEC fifteen and a half. Mm-hmm. The over under on on players. From the SEC getting drafted in the first round is fifteen and a half, that's and that might go over. That's half. That's half that's the kids. Over. Yes, but think about it. LSU could have six. They're going to have a lot. I mean, they're going to have the number one overall pick. Yep, and they're going and they might get the running back. They're going to get Jefferson could go. Um, the couple got you know um, Queen could go obviously. Uh, the, the pass rusher. Uh, how do you say his name? Is it Chiasen? The, the edge. The yeah, edge rusher. Yeah. Uh, he you know he could go. Um, they have a, a, a corner that could go, Fulton. I mean, it's, you know, that's just LSU. And Alabama's going you know Alabama's going to get four, probably four or five. I mean, it's great. So, yeah. So, getting back to your original question, there is a theory that you don't draft defensive players out of the Big 12 because the Big 12 just doesn't play defense. So, that would be a knock on, on, on Murray. Yeah. Um, you, well, you mentioned – you mentioned uh, I was going to say you mentioned Jefferson. And just a couple days ago, Jake Westendorf, Owen Reese, and Russell Brown talked about Justin Jefferson and uh, versus Denzel Mims. That was a really – if you haven't heard that show, go back and listen to that one. That was a good one. Who do you like this? I mean, this is off, off, our, talk, off our topic, but who do you like better, Mims or Jefferson? Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. I, I just think – I think he – I think Denzel Mims, the point that was made on the show is, is what I also thought is, is my concern is Mims is very – he's got good size and he's a talented – but he, he didn't have to do a whole lot 
in college in terms of of the kind of routes that he ran. So I just feel like he's he's not going to be as as ready to go in the at the pro level. But that could very easily like you know we talked about uh, last time we we were together. It's what's between your ears, yep. you know. And so we don't we don't we just don't know a lot about what's between these guys' ears. So I, I mean Je- Jefferson could come in the league and just completely fall apart. We've seen it happen a thousand times. Oh. Never know. That's wide receivers a position like that too. You know. In fact, what was interesting was I don't, when I was watching tape of these linebackers. We keep getting derailed, but this. What was interesting was I watched because they both played Texas last year, and mm-hmm. I, I watched tape of both of the of both of them, and I'm I'm watching the linebackers, but I keep getting drawn to the receiver on the Texas side, Devin Duvernay. Okay. And I'm I'm starting to like him a lot, but you know another topic for another day. But Devin Duvernay is another guy that's kind of and it reminds me that the Packers don't need to press for a wide receiver this year. There's so many guys they can definitely get somebody first round worthy on day two. They don't have to press and make that pick in the first round. They can move back, stack up picks. It's interesting. I never want them to move back, and I can say never, but I'm I'm not a big fan of moving back this year. I wouldn't mind them if, if they get, if they can get a good package of picks to move back. I would do it in a heartbeat. You find a team like New Orleans from two years ago that's desperate and that over will overpay you. You know, like the Packers picked up that second first rounder and then they ended up going back to get Jair Alexander. You know, and then nope. the, then the following year that turned into Darnell Savage, or yes, a part, a part yes. of it was part of it was the trade up for Darnell Savage. Like if there's a team, I think I'm, I'm gonna I think Houston is a good it would, would be an example here. Houston has two second round picks, correct? Uh, I'm not sure. They might. Know, and Arizona's in that terrible trade they made. Oh, and yeah. it's their own. <laughs> they don't, and they don't have a first round. So if I'm the Packers, I might. I don't know what you know. I, I would. You, the thirty overall is not going to get you two seconds, but maybe a first and a fourth, or even a first and a third might get you two seconds. And I wouldn't. If the Packers could come away, come away with three second round picks, I would like that because then I think they could fill. They could get a wide receiver, a tackle. And a, de- and a defensive player, whether it's a linebacker or, or a defensive lineman or a corner, whatever they want, um, they can co- they can come away with three pretty three you know three guys that would come in and maybe help right away. Yeah, three guys in the top 100, I'd take that any day, right? And if one of them's a receiver, like I said, you're picking in the second round, but it's probably going to be close to a first round talent. Oh yeah, I just worry or wonder. It's going to be interesting to see how how these receivers go. How like who's going to be there at 30 and where the Packers have them ranked. But we're getting off topic here. We're supposed to talk about Murray and Queen. <laughs> so you, so you said you like Kenneth Murray. I said, and I, I like, I like Kenneth Murray too. I happen to favor Patrick Queen. But if we want to start off with with Murray, well, I think Murray is his size. He's six two, two forty, two forty two, and he runs a four five. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. That the guy, a guy two forty running a four five. Well, both of these guys. So I'm, they, and, and it's funny because they both ended up like you know straining their hamstrings running their forties in the combine. Um, but they, but Murray ran a four five. I think Queen's best time was like a four five two. They weren't that far apart. Oh no, they 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 both run the same. But Murray's seventeen pounds heavier. You know, and what's interesting too is, is let me just what let me just. Up, are you? I'm just saying, I'm going to ask because you like Queen better than me. No, you no, don't want to twenty seven No, these guys. Well, it does matter. Yes, it does matter. But I think for me. It's like you've seen it a thousand times over the many years you've covered the league. There's some guys that don't bring the size in front of you, but when they're on the field, they play bigger. Sure. And, and, and Kenneth, what was it say? Kenneth Murray is is a specimen. I mean, if you're talking about just build and athletic ability, I mean, it's Kenneth Murray hands down. There's I, I'm there, you know that there's no comparison there. I think the reason I like Queen better, and I've got some points here that kind of go with it. Is I, I, I can be talked into Queen. I'm not. 
right now I'm not a big Queen fan, but I well, I did like Bohemian Rhapsody. But um, <laughs> well, so when I'm watching these guys, they were not asked to do the same things. Unless I missed something, they were not asked to do the same things in college. So it's not a true apples to apples comparison. When I watch Kenneth Murray, I see a linebacker who is crouched in his stance. He is your traditional, almost like the old school four three middle linebacker who just at the snap is is asked to diagnose the play, find the ball, go to the ball. And he gets there in a hurry and he's he's got that speed to go side to side. Oklahoma basically used him to sit, diagnose and react, but so when he was clean to the ball, he was great, but rarely was he clean getting to the ball. And that's an, yeah, I, that was something I saw with both of these guys was that they can both get blocked, but I think that's it's hard to find linebackers, especially in off-ball linebackers in college who are ready to come in and, and just dominate in the pros, right? Sure. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I agree with 100% on that. Murray, I mean, Murray sideline to sideline is absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, he gets he gets there in a hurry, and he, he runs with his hair on fire. I mean, he's The Packers haven't had a guy like that in forever. Right. Have they? I'm trying to think. I can't No, I, I think, unless I'm wrong, and, and maybe you can you can tell me what your thoughts are on this, I think for – they couldn't have seen it on film. I think maybe that's what they thought they were going to get with Hawk. Yeah, oh, of course they did. That's what I took him. So, but he was never fast. Like, what speed were they seeing on film? I, I don't know. That was a long time. I mean, that was. And again, Hawk wasn't a bad player. He was smart. He rarely made mistakes. But he wasn't. He wasn't fast, and he wasn't a playmaker. He's also the victim of where he was drafted. I mean, it's not his fault that the Packers oh. took him fifth overall. What was he supposed to say? No, hey, listen, no, don't. Don't take me. I'm not that good. No, I mean, he, yeah, he, you know, he, and he had a great college career. He really did. He played at a, you know, played at Ohio State. I, I'm gonna, oh, did they win it his year? Uh, no, but they he balled out in the Fiesta Bowl here in the Phoenix area. He he went up against Notre Dame with Brady Quinn, his uh, future brother-in-law at the time, and um, and he they he balled out. I think he had a, a sack or two. I mean, he played really well. I was really excited about him. That was AJ Hawk was the absolute draft crush that year for me. And when they drafted him, you would have you would have thought the Packers won the Super. Well, I've gotten to know him a little bit through the years, and great guy, you know. Decent player, but a great guy. And I think Murray, from what I hear, Murray is a very high character guy as well. Which the Packers, that means a lot to the Packers. They don't they don't take a lot of you know shady type guys. These guys are both good. Like character wise, it's a wash because Kenneth Murray. So Kenneth Murray, uh, you know, there's a story about him stopping to give CPR to the guy that that needed medical attention, and he might have helped save somebody's life. I mean, he's very well spoken. You know, a queen is one of the one of the things that's listed about him in almost every scouting report is that he's he carries uh, you know he's got a lot of leadership acumen inside of him. So as far as that goes, these guys are both you know one and one a as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if you've heard any differently. No, I I, I again I know more about Murray than I do Queen. Um, and I, like I said, Murray very like I noticed we we all know the story like you said about him saving a guy's life and uh, just a high character, good you know leader leader of that team and blah blah blah. You know. Um, but LSU, they had so many good players and so many leaders. I don't know who I don't know who was the leader. I actually like the linebacker that played next to Queen, who the Packers, if he's there in the fourth round, say Jordan Phillips, that'd be a nice pick. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that could be a situation too, where I mean, listen, I mean, injuries can always change everything, so we can just throw throw that out because that can happen to anybody. But yeah, I mean, this could be a situation where two years from now we're laughing and saying everybody was talking about Queen, and it ended up being Phillips was the man. Well, again, the, the the scout I talked to loves Phillips. He actually put me on to Phillips. I watched with Phillips. He thinks he's going to be a real good player, and that you and you're going to get him. I mean, third round might be high. Well, but were the Packers picking the third round? Maybe. I mean, I, you know, that's like the bottom of the third because I don't know if he'd be there. Bottom, he might be there bottom fourth. I don't know. But he's he, 
He's not as fast as, as Murray Lee. Well, I'll tell you this. If they move back, I know you're not a big fan of moving back, but if, if, if this year I know you're okay with it, but in general, but if they if they move back out of the first round, then in, if they don't move up in either two or three, then to make a move, then that would bother me. Yeah, my ideal thing would be move out of 30 and get an extra second, at least one extra second. Right? So now you have two, say, say you get a second and a third. Now you have two seconds and two thirds. Then I want to move up. I want to use like a like yeah. I want to I want to end up with three seconds. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That would be my that would be my goal to get three to get end up with three second round picks. Maybe still and still hang hang on to your third. Something. Well, please do that because the fourth and fifth rounds have not in the last two years have not really produced. Well, no, not last two years, not not yet. And those are those are Goot's drafts on his own per se. We don't know how much he of a voice he had when Ted did his last couple drafts. Because Ted did Ted did pretty good those last fourth and fifth. You got Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones. Yep. Yeah, he did. I mean, I, so you know, with, with Murray, so we know about the quickness <laughs> side to side. We know that we know that like he's kind of sit and diagnose, but I think he's also for when you talk about in the box, a guy that's in the box, he he might be one of the best in the box defenders in this entire draft. And that's you know that's Murray, and I'm and I'm saying he's you know when he's in there on run support and he's just he's just see ball get ball and going after it, he's. He's one of the best. I just I saw I didn't see him being asked to do a lot. I didn't see him really get into coverage. Like you mentioned, somebody to go and you know get after backs out of the backfield. Murray absolutely has the speed to do it. Right. I, he just wasn't asked to do that a ton when in in, in school, unless you saw something differently. So no, I agree with you. They wasn't, but you you know I think I mean Oklahoma did what played the way they had to play. I mean, mm-hmm. um, and they you know they got to the final four. So whatever they did, I'm not going to question Oklahoma's you know schemes. But I think in the NFL, you you could ask this guy to cover. I mean, the guy runs a four five. He should be able to cover, and he's big. I mean, what? I mean, the Packers have gotten killed the last forever with over right. You know, backs over the middle, tight ends. Tight ends kill the Packers, right? Yep. See, a Murray being a guy that could help could really help that. I mean, I'm I'm hoping you know the guy they signed, Christian uh, Kursky, can can he do that? I don't know. Kirksey? Yeah, I don't know. Well, and if here's the thing, if they sign Christian Kirksey then my my thought on their chances of getting Murray or Queen, unless they these guys fall into the early second round, is probably getting slimmer. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, we're, we're talking about, about the, these two guys. And I don't think – first of all, I don't think the Packers are taking defense. I think they're going to take an offensive play. I could be wrong. And, again, if the board dictates that the best – they you know, they have to do what their board tells them to do. But, I mean – don't they kind of owe it to the offense to take an offensive player in the first round sometime this century? It's been years. It, it's been years. I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, who? Uh, I'm going all the 2011. Derek Sherrod was the last offensive player they took in the first round. I think. Yeah, and, no, you're right. And, and that's not a skill player. I think. I no. think if I'm Aaron Rodgers, and and Aaron Nagler said this on yes, on Twitter too, and he said. I would be okay with Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers throwing a one man riot if the Packers go defense one more time in the first round. Yeah, here's here's it been since since they took Derek Sherrod, who w- career was ruined with injury. I mean, the guy was a shame. I think I thought he would have been a decent player. Mm-hmm. Um, they went Nick Perry, Antonio Jones, Haha Clinton Dix, Demarius Randall, Kenny Clark. Then they did, they traded out, but the first guy they took was Kevin King, Alexander, and Gary. Defense, 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 defense. And they, and they use both first-round picks on a, on a defensive yeah. player yeah. last year. Yeah, Gary and, and Savage, right. So, I mean, the, the highest skill player, I mean, have they taken a skill player in the second round? 
Let me look at it real quick. Uh, well, when Devontae in 2014, so if you want to look after that, second round in 15 was uh, was was Rollins, so that was defense. Spriggs was 16. Jones was, Jones and King were 17. Uh, Jackson was 18. And um, Elton Jenkins was 19. Good Josh great. Jones, yeah, Josh Jones. Yeah, who I wouldn't mind him taking this year again. The other Josh Jones. The other Josh Jones, yeah. Not the one that they cut. But. Uh, I, and I think I think if they're going to, you know, with him, I, I keep seeing his stock rising just because there's such a big drop-off in tackles that uh, I, they might have to move up in one if they want to yeah. get Jones. They're going to have to really love him to give up all what they'd have to give him. Oh, I'm not moving up. I keep hearing people say, oh, they should move up for the day. No, I don't want to move up. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he falls. I don't either. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen him fall in X, but that, those are mocks, and obviously those aren't right. GMs. There's going to be trades and stuff like that's going to happen. I just, I don't think the inside linebacker position has ever been deemed important enough for for the Packers to. I mean, they would have to absolutely be infatuated with one of these two guys we're talking about today to take him as early as they're probably going to have to to get either. One. Right, I agree, and I don't think they're going to do that. And I don't. Yeah, I, like you said, I don't think Murray gets past. You said the Raiders first. My, I. I actually did a little mock, and I, I this is probably the earliest I've, I've ever done one because I know we, we're going to be doing these things. Uh, I, I had Murray going to the Raiders with their second pick. Which is what number? Uh, I think it's 19. That's still fair. I mean, that's that's right about, yeah. I mean, that's still fair. And I'll, bet you, I'll bet you he'll be there. And I think they'll take him if he is. But I, mean, I, I could see I could see the Raiders just being in love with the guy and, like, we got to take him. We don't want to – he's our ace. we got to – you know, we got to get him. I think he should be. I mean, because he's not going to be there when they pick in a second. Well, they don't have a second. Raiders don't, don't even have a second. So yeah, I can't. I can't remember what their their draft situation is. But well, they gave the Bears that. And this is the Mac trade still, right? They gave the Bears. They got the Bears first, but they gave the Bears their their second. Okay. Well, uh, I have Queen going twenty four. Okay. To New Orleans, I have him staying in Louisiana. Going to stand with the, with the Saints. So the one thing I saw with these two guys that's both consistent is. They both sift through, and these are two different things. They both sift through the trash, well, as they say. But they, they shedding blocks, neither of them is, is great at that. You know, Murray would seem to have the better size to do that. But that was one thing that they both struggled with. I think that's a common thing, though, again, for college linebackers is, is learning, how to, how, learning where to, how to be in the right position and learning, learning how to support what's in front of you. Last, last year, we all know what Blake Martinez said in the media this week about what he was asked to do in the defense. So if Pettin's going to go with the same type of guy in the middle, and I, again, I think Kirksey's signing pretty much means if they pick a linebacker, it's going to be a flyer in the late rounds. But if, if they're going to bring either of these two guys in, from what I saw both of them doing, Murray almost seems to fit better with what Pettin wanted Blake Martinez to do. Now, maybe that was because he felt Blake wasn't fast enough to do the things Murray can do. But if you're keeping Z and Preston and, and you know, Kenny Clark clean up front and making them right, as Blake Martinez said, Murray could potentially be the be the better guy because that's basically what he did. He was like, you know, just go off of what you see in front of you. Kenneth Murray could come in and, and pick that up pretty early. I don't know if you saw the same thing when you watched it. Oh, I agree. No, I, see, I, the Packers and the last two drafts, for good or bad, however you want to say they, what they were, one thing we learned about this new front office, they love speed. They draft speed. I mean, even I mean from that's I mean Gary has got with you know, speed Savage. They they like Savage because he was the fastest defensive back in in the draft last. Um, they like you know even the you know the, the receivers that, that that they took two two years ago. Now you know we don't know how one didn't pan out at all. Jamon Moore, but he had great speed. Yeah, Valdez Scanling's got speed too. Yeah, St. Brown has speed. All three of them have speed. So um, they seem to speed seems to be at the top of their list when it comes to to drafting guys. I mean, um, 
even their linemen, like like Jenkins for an offensive lineman, is is pretty nimble. Uh, Kiki, the, the the defensive lineman that, that they drafted, is pretty quick for a defensive lineman. Um, so yeah, they're gonna whether and again, I'm, again, I'm I'm not saying they're gonna get either Queen or Murray because like I said, I think they're both gonna be gone. But they would like both of them, I think, because of their of of their speed. Yeah, they both. I mean, they both measure pretty similarly that way. You know, the the athleticism, though, the athletically, if you want to go all around, though, Murray's got. I think Murray's got Queen beat a little bit. Well, just his size. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. again, maybe I'm old school. I mean, I'm not. Maybe I am old school, but maybe I'm too old school in the fact that I don't like my linebackers to be two twenty. I like them to be two forty. Well, go watch what Queen did, though. When you watch what they what he was asked to do, LSU moved him all over the place. Kenneth Murray was easy to find on the field. Patrick yeah. Queen, if they didn't have the little circle. You know, like I would have had trouble following where he was because he was rushing the passer. He was on the right side, left side. He was in the slot. He covered in the pass. You know, he has the speed to do that. He did okay. He wasn't great at it. The one thing that they both – I think Queen has a little bit better balance as a tackler, but they both had issues with tackling in the open field and and getting beaten at times. But that doesn't bother me because that's – you know, I mean, it's like corners. Well, he, he gets beat a ton. Well, corners get beat a lot. Because they're cornerbacks. It's how many points do they prevent and how many big plays do they not give up, right? So to me, that's, that's a better gauge of, you know, when they're missing and they're, they're not making plays, are they, is it killing their team or is it just, you know, that's what happens when you're a linebacker. You're going to get beat. Running backs and wide receivers are nimble and they're athletic too. Well, part of, part of the thing too, again, just talking Packers now, they got to they, they get better against a run, right? I mean, we talked about them getting beat over the middle with tight ends and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they got to stop that. But, I mean, that San Francisco game, both San Francisco games, but especially the, the playoff game, that was embarrassing, the way the Niners ran on them. Yeah, both of them. And, and, and for it to happen twice, I think that's why I lost my you-know-what on, <laughs> on Twitter during the playoff game. You probably saw – I mean, you that was – you were mad. I was mad, and I just I want to apologize to to my Twitter following who stuck with me after that game because I was absolutely livid. I just don't understand how you how you let that happen to you twice. And according to the actuality of the defense, it was like Blake Martinez looked like it was he missed a lot of plays and it was his fault, but it actually wasn't because of the assignments uh-huh. and this and that. But didn't Goot say, specifically say in his season-ending press conference that there was a deficiency there, and when he notices a weakness, one thing we know that he's done the last two years is fix. try to fix it. Yeah, yeah, and I, you know, that's what I was going to say. I, I learned this a long time ago covering covering football, dealing with coaches, talking to like Buddy Ryan way, way, way back, and then Jim Johnson and you know the defensive linemen seem to get the, the criticism of when the running games, when when the when the run defense is bad, right? Or oh, the de- Lowry was terrible. Or just you know they they need somebody to put next to Clark. Yeah, they, yeah, they do. I'm not gonna I'm not arguing. That. But those coaches would always tell me the linebacker, the defensive linemen. Sometimes they're doing their job. They're they're tying up the block. You know they're getting doubled or they're tying. The linebackers have to stop the. It's the middle linebacker's job to come up and you know make the play. You know clean it up. Right, even if you don't get, even if the guy gains five yards, all right, that's, you're not happy with a five-yard run, but it's not a 15-yard run, it's not a 12-yard run, it's not a double, you know. And I, I just thought Martinez was awful in the Niners game. I really do. I'm, 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 I'm I've been a critic of of his for the last couple of years now, but I thought he really got, you know, exploited against the Niners, and and he's not there anymore. And I think that's why he's not. It's one of the reasons he's there anymore. I think the Packers saw the same things I did. That he certainly wasn't worth 10 million a year with the Giants game. Right. You know what? I just I just realized now I know what ha- what happened here with you and Kenneth Murray. 
And, and let me tell you what it is. Go ahead. Okay. I think I figured out where this like, where this is coming. You got your guy, which is important. You have got your guy on the inside. Okay. And, and let me tell you this: he likes Murray. He doesn't love Murray. He likes him. Right. I but but let me just let me just throw a couple things out here. Okay? Right. Let me just throw a couple things out here. Okay. Good. Chuck. Now let me finish the list before you jump in. Chuck Bidnarik, <laughs> Seth Joyner, mm-hmm. Jeremiah Trotter, mm-hmm. Michael Kendricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see. Let me go back through here. Uh, I mean, did Zach Brown play for the Eagles? He didn't, did he? Yeah, at the very end, like last year, and they cut him. So you have been spoiled to cover well, and Benaric watch some really good linebackers. I wasn't born when Chuck Benaric played. So well, I, I know, but you know, you know the team history. So, uh, I mean, look, Evans, it, I think, yeah, you're right. Aaron Evans from Arizona State, how'd you forget your boy? Uh, I did, you're right. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Arizona, he went there. Well, if it's U of A, that's why. I probably that's blocked like, it out of my, out of my mind. Up, but, but, he, but he grew up in Scottsdale. Well, and I've only been here for the last, I guess, 30 years, so yeah, that's true. Um, the, the the thing with me is, is I guess I just for me it's the eye test because I'm not a, I'm not a trained scout. So for me it's the eye test, and I just think Queen for what he was asked to do in college is maybe going to come in a little bit more ready to step in. You know, they say that Kenneth Murray is actually more polished because he's he's got the size, like you said, the size is there, and I do think that that makes a difference. It depends on who drafts them and what they are asked to do. Sure. But but keep you know I mean go go watch some of the. You know, go watch some of the tape because both of these guys bring the fire. They both play angry, and that's what you want. You well, know, with LSU had so many. I mean, they weren't the national champs by accident. It wasn't just Joe Burrow. I mean, it's not like he he took them on his on his under his wing and said, "Oh, I oh, know." No, he was he was good. He was very good. Deserves the Heisman and, the, and deserves to be the first pick, I guess. Although I would take Chase Young, but um, LSU had a lot of good players. Queen was one of them, but he had a lot of, like you said, the guy next to him was pretty good. The guys in front of him was pretty good. The guy behind him was pretty good. He had a good core. He had a great, he had a pretty good safety in uh, Delpit. Um, you know, that, that that was a real, that was a not a real good team. That was a great team. Delpit is another guy that I've seen that gets mocked to Green Bay at 30, and no. they could do that, but why would they do that? They would. They're not taking it. I Somebody, mean, he's good, but I don't. But the, yeah, but you not, just no. can't. You can't do that with this. With the things that this team needs, and let, let's just throw the whole idea that teams shouldn't draft for need ever. Like that's I don't believe it. No, well, again, through the years dealing doing this for a living, um, one of the best lines I got was from Tom Modrak was with the Steelers for a long time. They went to the Eagles and then the Bills. You know, I said to him, I said, how do you how do you weigh drafting? The, I, I said, you know, everybody says take the best player available. You got to take the best player available. I said, but if, you know. But if you have three good running backs on the team already, the best player is a running back. You know, by far, are you you're not taking a running back? He's like, no, of course not. He said, I always say we, we take the best player at one of our needs. And that and that, that kind of sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. So for Green Bay, yeah, safety is not one of their needs. I don't. I could somebody one of our guys. I forget again. I forget who it was because I'm I'm bored these days and I'm just looking at Twitter and stuff more than I normally do. Um, put something up like I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers took. And it had like he listed like you know twelve different spots. Well, I would be surprised if somebody. I I think it's going to be a wide receiver or an off. I really think wide receiver or offensive. Uh, maybe a lot. I mean, again, if they love Murray or Queen and, and they fall, okay, maybe. Um, I don't. I, they, people say defensive line, not in the first. They're they're, they're going to take one, but not, I don't think they're going to take one in the first round because there's not going to be anybody there that's worth it. I don't. There's yeah. going to be there's going to be a good wide receiver there, and there might be a good offensive lineman there. And if and I, I, I I think that's where they're going to go. Well, then I guess the the only thing I can say is is that you know I I would support the Packers passing on both of these guys if they've got another player they want because fortunately there's a lot of other good options 
in this draft, but I just hope that neither of them ends up in the NFC North. That's all I can say. Oh, I don't think they will. I don't. Well, they won't go to the Bears because they don't have a pick. They're not going number three to the Lions. So the only choice would be if the Vikings. The Vikings have two picks, but I would think one of them is going to be spent on a wide receiver, right, to take Diggs' spot. Yeah, but I. But I also think, and I, I think, uh, and this is not our topic today, but maybe Justin Jefferson's is Minnesota's guy. Could be. Could I mean I. If he's even there, I mean, he could be the Eagles guy right ahead of Minnesota, too. So he stays in purple and yellow, in a sense, and he's he's a Minnesota Viking instead of a Green Bay Packer. How, I, again, the, the wide receiver board is so crazy, and I know we're not supposed to, we're supposed to be talking linebackers, but just talking to different people, they got some people that, you know, I asked for a top ten, right? Somebody's number four, somebody else's number eight. So depending on who you like, you know, you, somebody's going to get a guy that they're saying, wow, we, we love, we can't believe that we, we, we got him where we did. Well, that happens every year. I mean, that's yeah. that's okay. I mean, I, I anybody that's willing to put together a mock draft or like put a ranking together, what, you know, some people dismiss it and think it's foolish. I appreciate. It. I appreciate someone who's willing to put the time in and and give me something to look at and give me something to think about. That's what I like about it. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's, and then, like I said, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm writing for for, for Packer report. Now, I did the I did the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. I'm going to do the tackles for Monday. And this again, this isn't my list. This is from from a scout. Okay. This is his, you know, again, he's one person. He's not, you know, he's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie to you. I wouldn't use him if he wasn't, if I didn't think he was very, very good. Um, and again, you know, it, like you said, you think something's gonna happen, and then a trade happens, and that changes everything. Everything. It knocks one guy down, it moves another guy up, or not even a trade. Somebody, somebody takes a guy. Whoa, we didn't see that coming. You know, somebody that we, we thought was a third round pick or something. Some team loved him and took him, and he's like, well, well, there you go. That that kind of Changes that up a little bit, right? It's going to happen. It's going to happen again this draft. Hopefully, that if as long as the draft happens, it'll it'll happen. It happens every year. As long as Green Bay doesn't isn't the team doing it, right? Right. So you kind of mentioned what you're. Anything else you're working on over Packer Report before we sign off? Well, yeah. Um, uh, Monday, like I said, is going to be the um the list of the top tackles in the draft, and then um, I write twice a week, Monday and Thursday. And then Thursday, last Thursday, I, I did a thing on the the, the best and worst of Ron Wolf's drafts. Uh, this week I'm going to do the best and worst of Ted Thompson's drink. All right. Oh, that's going to be good. <laughs> I thought you would like that. No, that's going to be a, that's awesome. That's going to be a really good one. Looking forward to that. So, well, now that you're back on, uh, well, not should since they're back on, but now that you're on an every week rotation, we'll be back next Saturday to do this again. And Paul, Paul will, will be with us. I hope. Hopefully, Paul will be with us. It'll be a three man booth, and uh, we'll have just that much more insight and analysis. That way, we get some Packer report, we get some Cheesehead TV, and then you get me. <laughs> there you go I like that so uh, alright well it's been good we we survived was, this is actually a fun one because we didn't agree on it completely which is nice for a change but you but you kind of brought me over a little, a little bit on Queen so I, I, I appreciate that well it's perspective but like I always say you know the biggest, the biggest the that's the thing my main thing is he's 220 something yeah like, well go, the biggest thing for is not to necessarily take my word for it, but go watch. Just go watch him. Watch him play. Oh, I have. I mean, like, like I said, no, he's he's good. He's not a. I, we'll see. We'll see how it all works out. If he's a Packer, I'm gonna like him a lot more. I, I, I'll be happy if either one of these guys end up being a Packer. And who knows? Like you said, with trades and all this movement and stuff like that, anything is possible. We see it every year. I mean, I in 2016 when it, Miles Jack was my guy in 2016. And so obviously I'm barking up the wrong tree because I keep wanting the Packers to draft these guys that they just don't take in the first round. But I wanted Miles Jack in the worst way, and he kept falling and falling and falling and falling and falling, and it was like just a complete tease. And then they get to Green Bay, and he's on the board, and they pick Kenny Clark. Now at the time, I had 
I had an idea. Well, it worked out really well. I mean, I had an idea that Kenny Clark was going to be the pick, so I wasn't unsurprised by it. But I was the fact that Jack was on the board and they didn't take him kind of bummed me out. And then to see Jacksonville pick him up and get Jalen Ramsey at the time, I was I was that was a rough day. And then and then uh, on that same day that the Packers or the uh, Jag, the Jaguars get Miles Jack, the Packers pick Jason Spriggs, who's one of their worst draft picks and high draft picks in recent memory. That'll be my t- best and worst of Ted Thompson. Uh, that's, a little, that's a little... And he won't be among the best. <laughs> there you go. Well, that's a little preview for you. So, all right. Well, in the meantime, over this course of this next week, we're all stuck inside. But, Mark, I know you'll enjoy the beach. Soak up some sunshine. We'll be ready to do this again. Uh, we'll be ready to do this again next Saturday. All right. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to this edition. And as always, go Pack Go. class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance that's why i'm excited that unified healing is sponsoring this podcast unified healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by energy enhancement system or ee system if you haven't heard of the ee system you'll want to listen up this technology promotes wellness deep relaxation purification and rejuvenation 
and hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health care provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new health care regimen, including EE system.